Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for joining me today. Pei Chen here. I'm just, uh, there is so much wine in the studio. I think there was a big party happening in here just before I stepped in. I'm not sure what was going on, but uh, I should have walked in a few, few minutes earlier. Anyway, as uh, Amanda mentioned in news, and honestly, you're not an idiot. You know that it's uh, the last weekend before Christmas, but still everyone needs to remind you because for some reason the malls are still packed on the 24th when everyone's doing their last minute shopping as though we didn't know this day was coming. Uh, so I'd love to know. Text in 71010. You can always text in during the show. You can uh, you can tweet me as well. Always enjoy re- reading your tweets. I'm at Pei Chen, P-A-Y-C-H-E-N. Let me know if you're ready for the holidays and uh, how you're spending this weekend. If you are, in fact, one of those people who is uh, circling the parking lot at Yorkdale Mall right now or Sherway Gardens or fighting through the Eaton Center with your elbows out, I'd love to know what you're up to. So, again, you can text in at 71010 during the show. I'm here till 4. You can also tweet me at Pay Chen, or maybe you are one of those people who finished their shopping ages ago, so you're just kicking your feet up, you're watching uh, the Yule Log burn on TV, and uh, having some spiked hot chocolate. I don't know what you're doing. I'm at work, so just tell me what you're up to. Again, text in, 71010 during the show. Um, my parents, I talk about them sometimes. I... If you, if you don't, I guess, interact with me on online, like on uh, Facebook or Twitter, then you don't know as much about my, my family. But I do post about them quite often on social media because they're very, I think, typical of most people's older parents. Like, you know, when your parents start to get a little bit older and you start having to look out for them a bit more, um, the roles reverse a little bit and you find yourself kind of parenting your parents. Like I find myself telling my mom that she needs to, you know, drink milk, that she needs to be careful when she leaves the house because she did slip once and she um, broke her wrist. And she's in her 60s. So things like osteoporosis, all those health things that you are concerned about in general, but especially as, you know, your family gets older. So I find myself being the nagging one. Anyway, uh, my parents live in Halifax, so I usually go visit them. It's just a little bit easier. There's more space, too. They've got a house. Um, I live in a tiny condo that's not quite 500 square feet. Uh, But anyway, they are coming in this week. It's been probably three years since my mom has come in to Toronto. She likes coming in because she likes to shop and she likes to try new foods. And my dad is like a curmudgeon and he's cheap. So he never wants to go out and he doesn't like to spend money on on eating out. So she always enjoys um, coming to the city and, and I'll take her out and about. Um, so my dad hasn't been to Toronto in, I want to say maybe eight years. It's It's been a while. It's not as I don't, the city's not his favorite because there's not a whole lot my dad enjoys doing in general. Like he will just sit on my couch and fall asleep. So they're coming in on Wednesday, which is the 23rd. And um, they are here for three nights. And then we are flying out to Taiwan together. So that's where all my extended family is. I was actually born in Taiwan and my parents immigrated to Nova Scotia when I was a year old. And I think it's only, there's only been one or two, two 
instances where we have gone back together, where I've actually been in Taiwan with my parents. First of all, it's a very costly trip. And um, second of all, just schedules. You know, if you're going to go that far, if you're going to go halfway around the world, you're not going to do that, you know, on a four-day long weekend. So we're going together. And (laughs) this is such a crazy trip because when I start to talk about it, I actually feel like I break out into hives. Um, My brother and my sister-in-law will also join us. They'll be flying from BC and they're bringing my nine-month-old niece. My elderly uncle, he is 73. He lives in Victoria, British Columbia. He will also be joining us. So we, this will be the first time and the only time that we all go to Taiwan together. So it's... um, it's a bit of a bittersweet trip. I think it's one that needs to happen. I certainly uh, have anxiety about it. <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety, but just imagine traveling as an as an adult with your parents, with your uncle who has come up with every excuse in the book in the past decade to not travel. He's he has some health problems, so he's been a little nervous about you know, being on a long flight because he's had some hip and knee issues, which I'm sure many people can relate to if you if you yourself have those issues or you have family, you know, who does. Um, and he canceled it. He booked a cruise a year ago. I don't know where it was to. It was somewhere warm and very plain. And it was like a senior's boat cruise, basically, because he's in his 70s. And then he canceled. He paid a deposit and then he canceled it because he was afraid of ISIS. And there was no threat There was really no threat of ISIS targeting seniors on a cruise. But he'll come up with any excuse. So last week he sends an email to my brother because the trip is coming up, this big trip to Taiwan. Um, And uh, he said, yeah, you know, I'm I'm having second thoughts about this trip because there's been heavy rain and wind, which is kind of an everyday occurrence. It's not that um, out of the norm to have heavy rain. Anyway. So he's coming up with any excuse possible to not fly. Uh, but this is my long way of saying my parents are coming in for a couple of days. They will be here Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I do not know what to do with them. Please text in your suggestions, 71010. Or you can tweet me your ideas at Pei Chen. Someone said to me the other day, why don't you take them skating? And me being paranoid grown daughter with two elderly parents, I'm like, are you kidding me? They're, they'll fall, they'll break both their wrists and their ankles, and we'll have to fly with both of them in wheelchairs and casts. Like, there's absolutely no way that they are capable of doing anything physically active. But here's the thing. So Christmas as a holiday is not necessarily um, a big thing in my family now. When we were kids, we celebrated Christmas. but uh, But now it's just, you know, the fact that my parents will be here, we'll be together. We don't have plans for, we're not doing a turkey dinner for three. Um, no big, no one to visit or anywhere to go because everything is closed. So I need your suggestions, 71010 or tweet me at Pei Chen. Here's the other thing. They will be here next Saturday and I have two options. One, I leave them at home for about two hours as I come to work and I do the show. Option number two, and I want your feedback on this. Uh, it's going to be an informal poll. Do I bring my parents to work? Do I do a, like, take your parents to work day? Tell me now, please. 71010, or you can tweet me, at Pei Chen. Should I put my parents on the radio? Keep in mind that they are, uh, English is their second language, and they're a little shy about speaking in English, especially, I mean, in person, fine. But if I was to put them on the radio, I think 
my dad would just not say much. But um, yeah, you can text in 71010. Let me know. Should I put my parents on air? Should I bring them in, do a little Q&A with them? What would you like? To, what would you like me to ask Mama and Papa Chen, who are coming in from Halifax? My dad hasn't been here in about eight years. My dad mostly likes to complain about how much things cost. <laughs> he likes to complain about how much everything costs. And uh he, if I make suggestions about what to do, he will just make it sound like the worst suggestion ever, ever imaginable on earth. Um, oh, thank you. Someone texted and said, take them to Star Wars. That's a good idea. Okay, here's the thing. This is what I was, else I was going to say. Star Wars, who has seen it? You can, this will, will just text in and let me know. Is it a movie that I, my dad would like it because he likes action movies. He doesn't necessarily pay attention to the dialogue because he finds people speak English too quickly. But he can follow like big explosions and chases and, you know, like big graphics and um, all that sort of thing. My mother, on the other hand, enjoys Meryl Streep movies, even though she doesn't really understand what is happening in them. So... Can two people who don't really understand English that well and perhaps don't know the backstory of Star Wars, will they enjoy the new Star Wars movie? Because I might take them to the theater on Christmas Day. I might even take them to the theater and leave them there as I go sit in a coffee shop and then I'll go pick them up. Um, the other thing I was going to ask is uh, what you what you like to bring people when you're traveling to other countries. Like, I think things like maple syrup or ice wine are sort of the go-to, like the really nice luxury gifts that uh, symbolize Canada. So that's packed. I've got a little bit of that. It's heavy. I also picked up a big giant tub of Nutella because it was on sale at Shoppers Drug Mart. Um, but we have a lot of extended family in Taiwan. And my mom usually ends up going to Costco and she buys a ton of stuff. Like, it's usually branded stuff that they can't buy there. So she'll buy like the big packs of O. Henry bars and gum and all these things. Um, but I would love your suggestions. When you visit other countries, what do people like? My one cousin loves ketchup chips, but those are very hard to pack because they end up smashed by the time you go on a, you know, two-day excursion to get to where you're going. Just kidding. It's 17 hours direct, everyone. That is the flight. Uh, I want to let you know to uh, keep listening. Coming up, I'm going to be giving away two chocolate gift baskets worth $100 a piece. Now, you probably won't get them in time for Christmas, but you should get them in time for the new year. And it's a great great thing to have on hand if you're visiting people and you need to bring them a little treat. So it's going to be an assortment of Pot of Gold Chocolates, new Hershey's Kisses Deluxe, and Reese Clusters. Delicious, right? Um, and also a quick note, uh, I know I've mentioned a couple times and I don't, I really try not to bore you, uh, but I am part of a group that is privately sponsoring a refugee family from Syria. Now, because of this, a lot of people have reached out to me and offered um, help in some way or donations. They want to donate clothing or maybe some extra furniture they have, like a coffee table or a mattress. Now, our group is kind of, um, we can only manage so much because we have small places and not a lot of room. But I'm directing people to a place called The Furniture Bank. It's The Furniture Bank. Org. They also take household items like dishes, small electronics, um, you know, bakeware, cutlery, artwork. Now, if you 
or someone you know has furniture that you want to get rid of, then um, please contact them, thefurniturebank.org, because they have partnered with Lifeline Syria, and they are helping to furnish the apartments and the new homes of a lot of the refugee families that are coming. And they are right now, um, their warehouse is pretty packed. They just need more space, but they will be taking more donations in January. So, um, you know, this helps in so many ways because, first of all, a lot of people kind of just dump their old furniture on the curb or, you know, it ends up in the landfill and never gets used again. But if you have stuff in decent condition, then give it another life. Give it to someone who could really use it to build a home. And it's not just uh, the Syrian refugees that they help, of course. They help a lot of families um, within the GTA who are just, you know, picking themselves back up and need a little help in establishing a home. So furniturebank.org, that is my little PSA. More with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you for your text. You have, uh, many of you have sent in fantastic suggestions as to uh, how I can entertain my parents on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day when we really don't have any plans and my father likes to complain and is generally a curmudgeon. Um, and uh, also your great suggestions on what to bring. Someone said bring peanut butter or like a Canadian-themed Roots shirt. You're right because um, my mom always goes to the Roots outlet, picks up some stuff to take back to Taiwan and give to relatives. But I always joke because a lot of that the shirts are made in China and made in Taiwan. I'm like, you're just bringing it back to where it was. Um, anyway, you don't often get a chance to eat food prepared by some of the top chefs in Canada in one night and during one meal. But Chefs for Change brings together the city and country's best chefs for a midwinter's feast in support of food justice. Nick Saul's on the line from Community Food Centers Canada. Hi, Nick. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Now, I, I love the idea of doing this sort of in the the less desirable months of the year. You know, it's something to look forward to during January, February, March when people kind of want to hibernate. You got it. We want to get them out. The, the days are short and it's cold. Nights are long and dark. <laughs> so we need uh, reasons to come together. And there's nothing better than eating food together. So we got a bunch of events, folks, in the early new year. So now what, uh, let, tell our listeners what Chefs for Change is, because this isn't the first year that you've done it. No, this is the second second year, and it's a collaboration with uh, Citizen Catering, the great Chris Brown and uh, Lofay Tatong, who runs Propeller Coffee, the co-owner of it, over at Bloor and Lansdowne. And uh, they wanted to support our food justice work, which is about building community food centers across the country that support people to come together to grow, cook, share, and advocate for good food for all, and they wanted to participate uh, in that conversation. And so we're putting on uh, this series of five dinners, the last two Thursdays in January, the last two Thursdays in February, and the first Thursday in March. They're called Grow, Cook, Share, Advocate, Come Together. In fact, those are the names of the of the nights, and mm-hmm. they're phenomenal evenings with some of the top chefs in the city and uh, some a few from afar as well. Now, each evening has, like, a really interesting mix of chefs. And we're not just talking two or three, but we're looking at like eight chefs on, you know, many of the nights. That's right. There'll be eight chefs each night cooking away. And the other fun thing about it is that we collaborate with the George Brown uh, students, so the Mm -hmm. culinary program there. So there's probably about 14 or 15 students who are in the background uh, prepping and making things happen. And it's really exciting to see that next generation being part of this. But in terms of the established chefs, uh, Jason Bangarter, Victor Barry, Albert Ponzo, Nick Liu, Antonio Park, 
Charlotte Langley, Dustin Gallagher. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Connie D'Souza and John Jackson from Calgary Way. We have the wonderful Todd Perrin from Newfoundland who will be in town. Laura Kirk from Ruby Washco. So there's a terrific list of people who care deeply about what's going on in this city and others across the country when it comes to who's eating food. Now, if someone was interested in attending, let's say, more than one night, uh, you know, other than the chefs being different, because the themes are different. So, for example, January 21st is grow. Uh, yep. January 28th is cook. Now, is the food, um, will it follow that theme in some way? Or is this yeah. just how you've named them? Well, it's just how we've named them. And and Chris Brown from Citizen is the person who's curated this incredible list of chefs. So uh, he'll have some great tricks up his sleeve. I mean, it's one of these things where you could have these five nights on a dartboard and you just throw a dart at it and you cannot go wrong, whichever that dart lands on, because the, the, the cooking and the skills that are going to be on display are, are quite extraordinary. And uh, a lot of these chefs, we've, we've worked together and, and chefs are extraordinarily generous in terms of their support of, of the work we've been doing for many, many years now. And in fact, this is a nice opportunity for them to build their own community, and they've been leaders talking about sustainability and how food moves from field to table. But we also want them talking about justice, the fact that there are 4 million Canadians in this country who struggle to put food on their table. So this is these nights are an opportunity for that chef community to say, we care, it matters to be talking about things, and we're going to eat together and have a fantastic time doing it. Now, I'm, I'm quite familiar with the work that you do with Community Food Centres Canada, but not everyone might be, because you have a few centres within the city, right, within the GTA? Sure. There, there are two organized, two organizational partners, the Stop Community Food Center, a really well-known organization here in town, which is the founding affiliate of our national organization. And then we have a partner in Regent Park called the Regent Park Community Food Center. And we have six others across the country from Dartmouth over to Calgary, and we're trying to build 15 over the next few years. We also work with about 100 organizations in 63 cities across the country that are really trying to talk about uh, food justice, to do work that is moving beyond the handout of, of the food bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, our work is to nudge them into a better place. So, you know, we, we not only run frontline programming and build vibrant community centers in low-income neighborhoods, but we also talk about the structural reasons why people are struggling to put food on their table. And it's not because there isn't enough food, of course. It's because of low minimum wages and an inadequate social assistance rates and unaffordable housing. So, our, our centers are a real place where people can come together, eat really good food, build skills and health, but also speak out about what's what needs to change for their lives to get better. Now, if people want to help out, but let's say they can't make one of the dinners, one of the Chefs for Change dinners, uh, what can they do? Well, right now we have a campaign, if you go to our website, called Good Food Changes Lives. And I think the most, the easiest thing is if you're interested and excited about our work, you should make a donation because the oxygen for our efforts is is obviously funds. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an obvious thing. If people uh, can find a community food center in their particular city, we're, we're always looking for volunteers who might oh, want to contribute that way. So, um, you know, the main thing is to, to create a conversation in your communities about why people are struggling to put food on their table. And our centers are a manifestation of kind of generosity and uh, we really want to create places that represent the future we want to see which are about health and skills and connection and pleasure and joy and pay you know really well that food is an incredible way to bring people together and and build connection
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great that um, a, a lot of people who, you know, may not have the means or the funds to donate financially, they oftentimes want to find a way that they can just do- donate time. That's right. Time time is, is really important. And uh, in every one of our organizations uh, that we have going, volunteers are central to that work. So uh, I encourage people to, to go online at uh, cfccanada.ca and, and check out what we're doing. And if you want to come to one of the actual meals in January, February, March, it's uh, chefsforchange.ca and you can go through the list of quite extraordinary chefs uh, that are there. Yeah, it's fantastic. So the tickets are $125, so it, it, right. but it's a, it's a real premium event with some of the best chefs and great food. It it really is. It's a it's a special special night. It's a be- propeller is a beautiful uh, beautiful space to be in. There's a lot, even though it's cold outside. There's a lot of warmth inside, and the chefs are working hard. And you know, there's a nice din in that room of people talking. And and uh, it, I I look forward to this. This is our second year doing it. Uh, we expect to do many more in years to come. But uh, if people can come out, I, I think they'll have a, a terrific time. Fantastic. Well, and I know that tickets very likely will sell out. So if people are interested, it makes a fantastic holiday gift if you've got someone on your list that you haven't checked I gonna, off. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to avoid the stress of the mall, yeah. uh, from, from your living room, you, yes. can, you can book one of these uh, beautiful nights. And uh, it is definitely a good gift. People will enjoy it. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Nick. Have a great holiday. Hey, I appreciate it. Same back to you. Okay. So that's Bye-bye. chefsforchange.ca if you want to buy a ticket or you want to find out more information. After the break, it's hard to avoid all of those extra treats over the holidays, and you might be surprised where some of these calories are hiding. Wah, wah, wah. Nutritionist Teresa Albert has great tips on what to eat and what to avoid uh, so you don't put on those extra pounds. We're going to take a quick break here on the Pay Chen Show. We'll be back right after this. Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Just a reminder that later on in the show, I'll tell you how you can win a uh, gift basket of chocolate worth $100. So my next guest should pretend she did not hear that. Uh, Teresa Albert, Toronto nutritionist. Hey, Teresa. Hi, how are you? I heard nothing about chocolate. No, not at all. But, you know, in small bits, it's fine. It's the holiday. Don't you find that we just let ourselves go bananas over the holidays? Like all the rules, all the healthy eating habits we had throughout the year that we've tried to maintain, we just throw them out the window because we say it's Christmas. It's Christmas. I'm celebrating. It's the holidays. I'm gathering. Totally true. And, I, you know, that's fine. Like I have no problem with blowing it out the window as long as your January isn't doubly difficult. Right. Okay. Right? Like, we do want to enjoy something at the holidays. This is what it's all about, gathering and eating. And, you know, you don't want to be a total Grinch, but, geez, you don't have to set yourself back 10 pounds. No, which, well, and that's what happens for a lot of people. I think there's um, the, the stat of people, of the typical weight gain is up to five pounds for a lot of people yeah. over the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and so when you, you know, year after year, then that really adds up because for a lot of people, it, they don't necessarily take that weight off in the new year. So this is kind of the time of year when, you know, you have your all butter shortbread and your cheese platter and all the creamy dips and, you know, all the little cute foods on sticks that you don't notice how many you're eating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like on little toothpicks, right? So I was like, oh, this is a meatball. It's adorable. It's, it's on a stick. Tiny. 
Yeah, and then like 20 toothpicks later, you're like, oh yeah. my God, what did I do? And it wasn't even a meal. Um, so there are a couple of things. Like I, well, I know there's many things that have like hidden calories. And I think most people know that, uh, you know, the cookies and the chocolates, yep. those, are, those are treats. But there yep. are other things that uh, we may not realize are actually really packed with calories or sugar. Totally. So I think that's the one thing. That's the number one tip that I give clients when they're, you know, they're trying to sort of manage the holidays is don't drink your calories for two reasons. And we do this all year long. The brain does not register liquid calories the same way that it registers calories that you have to chew. So it will not tell you that you're full. So, for instance, I took a look at some of the, and I'm not going to pick on anybody, but Mm -hmm. I just, you know, just so I had exact numbers. Tim Hortons, medium pumpkin latte, Mm -hmm. okay, it's 260 delicious calories in a medium cup. 260 calories that your brain will not tell you that you're full. So for that, you can have like a a full latte with, you know, your regular milk, whole milk, skim milk, doesn't matter, I don't care, um, and no sugar, plus an entire caramel dipped yeast donut mm. and be for, and only be 190 calories. Oh, so, really? Oh. Yeah. So why would you drink 260 of them, which is like an ice cream cone melted in a cup, yeah. in my opinion, when, you know, I'm not saying you should have a donut. No. But, but your body will feel more full when you've chewed it and you've said, okay, you know what, I had a treat. Right. I'm yeah, aware of my treat. That's the thing is if you've eaten a donut, you are very aware that you've had a dessert that yes. day. But yeah, if you have that, like, in. <laughs> yeah, if you have that creamy drink, it's true because you just drink those those delicious, creamy, yeah. frothy, sweet drinks. And they seem innocuous, right? They do. They not. don't look, it, I feel like it's hydration. Yeah, it's really not. It's an ice cream cone. It's an ice cream cone. It's, it's, it's an ice cream cone. <laughs> partially melted ice cream. Um, well, okay, eggnog, too. I, I don't think I've ever had, a, like, a glass or a mug full of eggnog, but I like it in my coffee. I don't think I even really realized what was in it. You know what? That is actually a great way to do it. If you like that eggnog flavor, Mm -hmm. then use it as something to flavor your coffee. And you know what? You almost get your pumpkin latte thing. So an eggnog Mm -hmm. has about 225 calories per cup. So that's that's like a grandma teacup cup. We're not talking like a mug like we drink from these days. We're talking a tiny cup. Mm -hmm. That's before you put any kind of, you know, rum or anything in it. So if you like that flavor, use it as your creamer. Right. Or your coffee and call that, you know, call that your treat. Or mix it 50-50 with skim milk and just add a little sprinkle of nutmeg. And I swear, you barely notice the difference in the texture and the feel. And you've saved half the calories. What about all the, uh, there's a lot of low-fat eggnog. The, the low-fat eggnogs are a trick. They're the same oh. number of calories, give or take. They just have lower fat. They have more sugar. Oh, they do? Yeah, they do. So they're still in the 180, 225 calories per cup oh, range. It's a trick. It's a trick. Don't fall for the trick. I, and that's my whole thing. Like, I, I don't need us to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I need us to be aware. I need us to be mindful of what we're eating okay, and what so we're drinking. Now, here's another one. So we're talking about, you know, not drinking your calories over the holidays because it's very easy to, especially when you're um, at like a holiday party or someone's house, an open house or Christmas at the, you know, in-laws or whatever, uh, to have multiple glasses of, whether it's wine or it's beer or whatever it is. Um, I didn't know, I really enjoy mulled wine and uh, because it's spice, it has nice spices and it has fruit. And I just thought it was wine with like um, spices, but it's. And there's your trick. (laughs) Yeah. 
Right. There's just, it has the same number of the same amount of sugar as it does calories from the wine. So again, a glass of wine is about 80 to 125 calories, depending on the type and you know whatnot. Right. Okay. But when you have a mulled wine, there's spoonfuls of sugar helping that medicine go down, so that it again is about 250 calories per glass. I didn't know they sugar. I didn't know they added sugar to. I should yeah. have known because that's why I like drinking it so much. I'm like, this so is delicious. Clean. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. So you can make your own mm-hmm. with, you know, just use orange peel and star anise and some cinnamon sticks. And, you you know, you can add a little bit of honey to taste right. at, at the table kind of thing. If you don't, you know, I, I prefer not to kill my guests. Mm-hmm. So I allow That's nice of you. Manage. Yes, isn't that kind? You're very thoughtful. <laughs> I allow them to manage the amount of sugar. If you like it sweeter, here, add a little bit of honey and stir it in. It's going to dissolve right away, right? right. That Rather was just... Than that was just a shocker to me because I just didn't know that mulled wine had that much added sugar in it. I know. And punch, like punch that you didn't <gasps> make yourself, delicious. that is another killer because it's made with a lot of the sodas that you wouldn't, so, you know, there's rum or booze mm-hmm. or whatever kind in there, but it's made with a lot of soda and then we add sugar and then we add fruit and then we drink it by the cupful because we just think it's meh, you know, why not? It's just punch, but it, it's, you know, you may as well just punch yourself in the gut. Like, don't drink it. Don't drink it. Don't drink that stuff. Have that'll, a glass of wine. Enjoy will, it. Right. That'll make you a party favor. Just like punch yourself in the gut. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and I know you've got some more tips on uh, dealing with the holidays without packing on the pounds. Um, I so do. You, okay. So you're going to stick around because we're actually going to take a quick break here on the show. Uh, coming back, nutritionist Teresa Albert is going to tell us how to avoid putting on those extra holiday pounds and uh, also some tips for those of you who have vowed that this this is the year. This is the year you're going to finally get yourself into shape. She's going to help us out. You're listening to The Page Hen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Taking a quick break. Back after this. Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for joining me today. PayChen.com is the website at PayChen on Twitter. You can also text in during the show 71010. I'm enjoying the music selection, Mike. Thank you very much. Mike Trutler, of course, my technical producer. Uh, I guess we can't play this again until next year. <laughs> this is this is it, Mike. Gotta milk it for everything we can. <laughs> You're right. We gotta, this is the only time to go wall-to-wall Christmas music. Um, just before the break, I had nutritionist Teresa Albert on with me, and we're just going to finish up our conversation. So we were talking about um, sort of the hidden calories over the holidays. So one, we learned about not drinking your calories. Uh, mulled wine has now been checked off my list. Uh, Teresa, but you are also, you're not a total party pooper, if no. that can be somewhat of a compliment. Yeah, that's a thanks. That's good. That's better than you're such a Grinch. You're such a Grinch. Well, you're not because I think you're you're very, um, I've been out with you. Like you're reasonable. Yeah. yeah, I try to be reasonable. I'm sort of the realistic nutritionist. So, you know, I'm only passing this way once, right? Like yeah. this is all I've got. I want to enjoy this life. But I think that's the rule because what happens is people start to think about being healthy in January. And we'll get to some of those tips on, you know, kind of how to set yourself up now for mm-hmm. success. But the first one really is to, to be more aware of what you're doing now. So if it's worth it, do it. Like, that's the bottom line. If, if this is really, truly tasty, homemade, baked good that you brought me and you made in your, you know, kitchen and there's love in there, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. But I'm going to eat one. 
Wow, you have willpower. Yeah, I do. No, I just, I don't know that it's willpower. It's actually really just mindfulness because I want them. Yeah. But the trick is to just move on to the good stuff. So at any holiday party, this is how I, you know, you've seen me. I can sort of manage it. I do not place myself next to the buffet table because I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm only human. I will st- I will pick and pick and pick and pick. I and, pretty much pull up a chair to the yeah. buffet table. Yeah. So it's about setting yourself up for success. For me, right. I place myself across the room on the other side of the room. Wow, okay. Until I'm ready to eat. All right. So when I'm ready to eat, then mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit obsessive about this and, and sort of count to yourself. One, two, three sticks of celery, one bite of blah, blah, blah. Okay. One, two, three sticks. So, you know, I am playing that game, which is why my conversation is usually boring. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I am playing that game in my head because I don't want to feel icky at the end of the night. Right. Okay. Right? So you do want to, and, and, you know, same with chips and dip. Like, honestly, mm, if chips. you're dipping it, yeah. If you're, it's really about the dip. So don't, mm, dip. you know, don't make it doubly bad by dipping chips. There's no difference dipping the carrot stick or the celery stick. You're still getting the dip. Yeah. But but you're reducing, like, I'm not kidding, 150, 200 calories per handful well, of is potato it, chips. Well, the celery or the carrot stick is just a vehicle for the dip. Exactly. And that's okay. Why does it need to be a 45-calorie vehicle right. when it can be a zero-calorie vehicle? Okay. I get so, you. You know, yeah, you may as well do it. So that... You know, make sure you sort of fill up on the veggies first while you still have willpower mm-hmm. before your glass of wine kicks in, mm-hmm. because that's the thing with alcohol. It's a, it's a, it removes your inhibitions. That's why we're so fun at parties. Because <laughs> yes, that's true. Right? Because we're uninhibited. But that also means, you, you, you know, all that willpower, all that inhibition goes out the window yep. when you have a glass or two. Okay. So, let's talk. Um, you, you had an interesting tip. Eat meat. I mean, eat except meat. for vegetarians who don't want to, but otherwise. <laughs> yeah, eat meat. I actually, you know, we know that the World Health Organization is telling us that you're sort of cut back on our meat, you know, all of that big brouhaha, um, you know, a couple of weeks back. Right. Yes, that's indeed true over a lifetime, over a life. It's not news. It's mm-hmm. just now, you know, common knowledge. But if you eat meat, the satiety signals cue in more quickly. Okay. So the fat and the protein tell your brain a little more quickly hey, man, I'm kind of full. Like, I'm okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So at least you can put that to rest. You put that aside. You know, you're, you're not eating out of hunger now. Mm-hmm. You're eating out of, you know, um, because you want to, because it tastes good. So, basically, so, I mean, I think if you're navigating a buffet table or, like, the food table at anyone's parties, try to eat what will fill you up first. Yes. Yep. So, fill half your plate. Same rules as always. Fill half your plate with the veggies and then, you know, eat the meat, the little lamb chops, you know, the meatball, the, yeah. all of those things I'd rather see you eat than the carbohydrates mixed with, you know, butter and fat. So so don't eat the shortbread first. That's, yeah, that's right. Okay. And, no, and nothing deep fried ever. <sighs> I know. I'm there. Here's where I'm hardline Grinch. Now, okay. I, my friends I know, will laugh. I know, but it's so delicious. I know. It's so delicious. And my friends laugh because they're like, oh, come on. You steal mm-hmm. my French fries all the time. Yeah. Yes, I do. But I don't order the whole plate. I yeah. will steal three or five of yours. I'm the same way. I'm afraid to order them because I know I'll eat them. But I will eat a giant handful of the fries off your plate. No problem. Right. right. <laughs> so now, what do you do on your way to a party? If you're going to a party and you know there's going to be lots of food there. Yeah. 
Do you prepare yourself or do you feel hungry? Do you go hungry? No, I eat beforehand and I'll usually Good. eat a big salad like and with like chicken or something um, because I know I won't. I know that when I get there, then I have treat food. Yes. <laughs> I'm Good. having so the cheese good. and the cookies and yeah. the yeah, whatever good. else. Um, so we've got a couple minutes now. Let's talk about getting ready for January. Okay. Which is like, you know, I feel like this ha- every year we're like, oh, you know, once January hits, everyone's like holiday weight loss tips, which, you know, is fine and, and good. But I, but every year a lot of people make the same resolution or promise yeah. to themselves. Yeah. So he, now's the time. I agree. Don't do it. Like, you know, starting a gym, well, actually getting a gym membership now might be cheaper and, you know, it's less busy. Yeah. But, you know, you're not probably going to do it between the, ho- you know, between now, the end of holidays and January 1st. So, but plan it. Look around. Now's your time to do the research. You're online. There's sales. Look around and do your plan mm-hmm. on which gym you're going to join, you know, which days and schedule them. That's the issue. Yes. You think, oh, yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But then it's January 3rd before you get back to work. And then it's January 5th. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I bought the fat pants anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not going to bother. So schedule it now. Do your shopping list now. So fill your, you know, your pantry with your, you know, paleo snacks or whatever you've chosen to do, fill right. it now so you hit the ground running on January 1st. Okay. So hitting the ground with a hangover, you know. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people, they, they start the year off well, and they've been doing this for years in a row, and then something happens where they go out and they eat a big pizza or they eat a giant popcorn at the movie theater, and they think, ah, you know what? Yeah. I've already ruined it. Screw it. Yes, and that is the wrong way to do it. You ruined today. That's all you ruin tomorrow. And, I, you know, I sound so evangelist here. but You do. You sound like one of those life coach, you know, motivational I know, speakers. I, but I did, this means everything to me. You <laughs> yeah. have another chance tomorrow. Okay. That's Honestly, a good way to put it. You go to sleep. You wake up tomorrow. You have another chance at everything. Yes. You have another chance at kindness. You have another chance at shoveling the driveway or taking. I can never get my garbage bins back in on time <laughs> to please my neighbors. Next week, I have another chance to do that. So, right. You know, every day is a new. It's never too late. Okay. That's a good. You know, I think some people think that if they fail once, they fail the whole thing. No. Well, so why bother? But you, that's a good too. point. You know what? You you may have had a blip today. Tomorrow, yep. different day, starting over. Um, Teresa, thank you so much. And I will think of you when I'm eating cheese over the holidays. <laughs> eat the meat and the vegetables. I'll eat. I will eat those first, and then I will attack that wheel okay. of brie. <laughs> Thanks, right, Teresa. Fine. Have a great holiday. <laughs> you too. Bye. That's a Toronto nutritionist, Teresa Albert. You can find her at TeresaAlbert.com. And uh, she links to a lot of great articles and stories that she writes up there. So I was mentioning that I have um, a nice juxtaposition right now. I have $100 uh, $100 worth of chocolate to give away. I have two of them. So I'm looking for two winners. You can text in at 71010. Just send it. Send me your name and your mailing address. And if you can do that before the sh- end of the show in the next five minutes, that will be great. And uh, I'll pick two winners, and you'll each get $100 worth of chocolate. It's a selection of Pot of Gold, uh, Hershey's Kisses Deluxe, and Reese Clusters. So you probably n- will not get this before Christmas, but you will be able to have it for the new year for sure. Um, so Pot of Gold has a couple of varieties, which I did not real- realize at all. Um, You know, chocolates and truffles, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and uh, the Hershey's Kisses Deluxe. Hello, whole roasted hazelnut center. So text in 71010 with your first and last name and your mailing address because this will be sent to the two winners. So um, thanks for tuning in and all of that fun stuff. Very quickly want to share a story with you, which I thought might give you a little chuckle before the the holidays. 
you may, you know, as a teenager, have had a situation where you just absolutely loved a movie star or a singer, and you want to marry them and wish you had their last name. Well, parents, if you're looking for a gift to give your child, uh, a 22-year-old woman in the UK has changed her legally changed her last name to Bieber because she has loved him for so long. And um, her mom actually bought her the name change as a birthday present when she tr- when she was 18. So this was a couple years ago. But the reason she's going public with it now, her name is Gabrielle Newton slash dash Bieber, is because he's actually going to be performing a show in Sheffield in... Uh, in the fall, next year rather, and she's really hoping to meet him. So she, that's why she came out with this. <laughs> she came out publicly with her obsession. Would you change your name to like the star that you absolutely loved? So there you go. There's a gift to think about for your teen son or daughter, perhaps, who just really adores someone. And what they really want is the same name. So uh, thank you again for all of your texts on suggestions to entertain my parents while they're here next weekend. You know, some of you wrote in some really great things, which is that very rarely will they get to see me working in some capacity. And uh, and I think I will bring them in. So I hope you'll tune in next weekend, next Saturday from 3 to 4. I'll bring my parents in. I, they will not be on the whole hour. Trust me. They'll just say a few words at some point. Um, so I hope you have a very safe Merry Christmas. Do something nice for a stranger before the end of 2015. It'll be good karma for 2016. Have a great week, everyone. Gonna be together. Yeah.